Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipe, how we run our blog, some exciting food content, and for the first time in a very long time, we are finally going to do some vegan news. <laughs> We're bringing back Anchor De- Cat and Dev. <laughs> <laughs> it's been way too long. We do miss running that intro, but we just kind of weren't really feeling the news these days, as is, you know, the world. <laughs> yeah. But we have found some stories that we we want to talk about, so we figure let's get back to old familiar and see if we remember how yeah <laughs> this is plant-based news with cat and dev bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm hello and welcome to the news i'm devin and i'm Catherine. today making news let's talk about ice cream oh right i forgot this one was on the list <laughs> I mean, I think it's a really great one for beginning of March, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's summer, basically, right? Basically, yes. (laughs) It's like the month where it starts teasing you with slightly warmer weather. (laughs) It is. It's truly all over the place. Isn't it the month that's like in like a lion out like a lamb, all that kind of nonsense stuff? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think that's a thing, but we're supposed to be talking about ice cream. Gosh. Yeah, ice cream. Okay. So we're talking about Ben and Jerry's because they have recently released two new flavors in dairy-free yeah which they see like it's so nice to see their dairy-free line growing yeah and they just always have such good flavors like how can you not like them especially when they're on sale you hop on that (laughs) yeah i literally i always check if uh, ben and jerry's is on sale (laughs) yeah okay so the first new flavor they announced well actually not first in order but the first one we're going to talk about is Mm -hmm. The Tonight Dough, starring Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Imagine having an ice cream named after you. <laughs> like, is that goals? Wait, is that goals? I think I think that's goals. Okay, well, we're going to have to work on what our punny ice cream flavor name is going to be. Yeah. Um, and also what flavor. But in the meantime, let's talk about Jimmy's flavor. So it is a <laughs> <laughs> almond milk ice cream. And it comes in a base of caramel and chocolate flavors, and it features chocolate cookie swirl and gobs of both chocolate chip and peanut butter cookie dough. I feel like gob is such a good word to include. Gob. Is that, (laughs) that's an official measurement of cookie dough. That is an official measurement, yeah. (laughs) Should I start including that into our recipes? Add one gob of butter, please. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's a standard measurement, so. Yeah. I will, like, it sounds delicious, but I probably wouldn't buy it. Is it because of the caramel? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Not really a a flavor that we enjoy very much. Yeah, like, I don't mind caramel here and there, but when it's, like, one of the main components of something, it's not my jam. But I really do love gobs of cookie dough. (laughs) Gobs of cookie dough? Like, that is a selling feature. (laughs) And, like, two different kinds of cookie dough, so that makes me think that it's going to be... Like, there's going to have a lot of it because it sucks when you get a pint that doesn't have enough cookie dough in it, right? But I I almost feel like it's like when you're, like, digging for, like, fossils. You're like, oh, my God, I found a chunk of cookie dough. You're, like, digging around looking for them. So, like, in a way, I kind of enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) 
but in a way it's also like i gotta keep eating because i gotta find the cookie dough yeah (laughs) and then it's gone yeah so i think as a standard pricing it's gonna retail for 439 to 599 per pint maybe that's depending on where it's sold i don't know what the range is based on but that's what the article is reporting yeah i assume based on where it's sold because different like tiered grocery stores right so Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm so then the second flavor that they also recently announced is Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream flavor. Dang, so they're just bringing all the uh, the late night flavors to veganism. Yeah, so he already, like his was already released and so now they had to kind of rework it to make it vegan. Mm-hmm. Because his is, again, almond milk based flavor. So it's vanilla ice cream dotted with fudge-covered waffle cone pieces and caramel swirls. What's with the caramel in everything? But also, fudge-covered waffle cone pieces? That sounds wonderful. I'm, like, really, really into that. Yeah, but I'm, like, I really, I think they need to get off this caramel train. There's so much caramel. You know what I wish? I wish it was peanut butter swirls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... What I'm learning from this is that our flavor will have chocolate-covered cone pieces, gobs of cookie dough, peanut butter swirls. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, brownie chunks are really good, too, though. Yeah. Oh, there's everything. Everything is good. We need multiple flavors. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. There, there's two of us. We should have two flavors. Oh, okay. Yes. Because, like, I would also, like, it would be nice to have some maple in there. Wow. That's a good point. we got to keep it on brand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So the interesting thing about this one is that they actually had to rework their waffle cone recipe because it originally contained dairy. Hmm. So they reformulated that recipe so that the waffle cone pieces in this could be made vegan. So is the are they just gonna substitute in the non dairy in the non vegan one too? They're now just like non dairy waffle cone pieces as well. Not that that matters because it's a non dairy ice cream, but or it's a dairy ice cream. I don't know but like when you bring that up like it would make sense to just make them all the same you know especially if they feel like it's good enough that it lives up to what they originally had may Mm -hmm. as well replace them in everything right yeah yeah well if they're not already doing that we should uh reach out to them or they should be (laughs) listening to this episode i i mean i assume every food business listens to this podcast right it sure seems like it (laughs) at least timmy's does (laughs) oh my gosh we don't have any spoiler alert we don't have any news from them which is like a really sad day for canadians because like timmy's get on the vegan news game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i'm upset (laughs) (laughs) all right but we are going to move on to some restaurant news which is a different restaurant Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about mcdonald's and beyond meat signing a three-year deal which like let's just say we all saw coming right what (laughs) (laughs) like there's i feel like there's been like talks and like negotiations for the last like two years about people like being like oh which one's mcdonald's gonna go with and i think everybody knew it was either gonna be beyond or impossible yeah and i think just because beyond seems to have already been tested in so many global markets with mcdonald's yeah it kind of seemed like it was gonna go towards beyond yeah I think Beyond is still, like, the most recognized name in vegan burgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, ever since last year when they announced their whole McPlant plan, 
we're basically just waiting to hear when that would launch and who that would involve, like who they were going to bring in to make this plan possible because it's their whole move to bring more plant-based menu items to their customers. Yeah, I will say like how long this has taken it is really building up the hype that I feel like is not going to be worth it for the burger. Like, unless it's like the best vegan burger I've ever had at a fast food place. I will give it because it's still a fast food burger. But like, like, I feel like they're setting themselves up for people to be disappointed about it. <laughs> and we have kind of talked about this before when we talked about McDonald's burgers. Like the thing that's going to make it stand out is the condiments, the sauces. Hello. Yeah. The things that make it uh, like a McDonald's burger, like a Mac sauce, or I don't know any of the other sauces because I only ate Big Macs, but (laughs) (laughs) what else makes a McDonald's burger? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they got to bring in some cheese, I would say. Oh, definitely. And vegan mayo. I mean, that will come along with the Mac sauce, I hope. But like all of those components you have to have to make it stand out. Yeah, because like if it's just going to be... A Beyond Burger with lettuce, tomato, onion, ketchup, and mustard. That's just a burger. <laughs> that's yeah. that's not a McDonald's burger. Yeah. At that point, for us anyways, you're really competing with A&W because like, they exactly. already have that. And, and they I do think it very A&W well. has it beat because at least like when you go to A&W, like even though A&W is a pretty like basic burger, they don't really have like spe- tons of special sauces or anything like that. It like that kind of place in that it works for the vegan version because the vegan version just tastes like an A&W burger still. That's what you expect from an A&W burger. I think one of the big things that McDonald's will have to do is get a bun that tastes like a McDonald's bun. Oh. Cuz like I think the buns are like one of like what whether you like them or not. I think the buns are one of the like signature features of like a good McDonald's burger. You have that either that really smooth top or the sesame top. Oh yeah. Wow, I haven't thought about those buns in a while. And like I assume there's dairy in the buns. So I'll be interested to see if they actually make an effort to try and make the bun like a McDonald's bun. Mhm. Now, this article does say that this month and this article was published in February, McDonald's launched the McPlant burger at test locations in Sweden until March 15th and in select Denmark locations until April 12th. So they're kind of testing stuff there. And it also says as part of this agreement, they're going to be co-developing options like some chicken, some pork, and some egg for the McPlant platform. Yeah. So like maybe bacon. Oh, maybe. Or like like a sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if they get breakfast. That's... Yeah, no, I feel like no one's really, again, I I can't speak for the U.S. I think there's something on like Dunkin' Donuts menu. And I think Starbucks in the U.S. also is starting to have things. Yeah. But there's no real good breakfast option in Canada yet that's available everywhere. They all went away. They literally all went away. (laughs) And honestly, if they can get a good chicken, like A&W had that and then they just let it go. Oh, I mean, they'll (laughs) be competing. Well, I mean, competing with KFC, but also beyond and KFC have also kind of uh, signed a deal. Oh, okay. At least in the States. Because like in Canada, KFC's chicken that's vegan is light life. Yes. But I think in the States, because uh, when Beyond announced this partnership with McDonald's, they also announced a similar partnership with Yum Brands, which includes KFC and Pizza Hut. 
Mm. So we are probably going to see more plant-based options that are from beyond at those restaurants as well in the That's States. Exciting. Yeah. It's exciting for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, KFC had some beyond chicken tests what is that like in 2019 and they sold <laughs> yeah. out so fast and like what have you been doing this whole time yeah i don't know they like this is the thing i feel like so many of these fast food places have taken their sweet time getting vegan options on the menu and i understand you want it to go well and all that kind of stuff but like it doesn't feel like a and w took this long and it's going really well i think i mean again i don't know the behind the scenes of a and w but i feel like it's going well I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit worried when I found out that A&W took the breakfast sandwich off the menu. I was like, is this a bad sign? The chicken didn't stay. Now the breakfast sandwich is gone. Please don't get rid of the burger. Please don't. Yeah, I will say. And again, maybe that's just because I'm like newer to A&W. Like I didn't grow up eating A&W or anything like that. McDonald's was my go-to. But for me, at least, like I don't associate A&W with breakfast at all. So like maybe that's why people just like in general, breakfast isn't necessarily a big thing at A&W, and it would be an even less thing for vegans because you just don't think of it. No, yeah, that's actually a good point because before I never would have either. I only mm-hmm. started associating with breakfast when they got the breakfast. Sandwich, exactly. It was so good. And then when Tim Hortons brought theirs, I kind of went to Tim Hortons more because it was also closer to work. And then when that disappeared, I started going back to the A&W locations <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> But all of this is to say that McDonald's, you got some serious catching up to do in like the burger department, in the breakfast department. <laughs> yeah. There's still some room in the chicken department, but like, hurry up. Yeah. Like, it, it's the, like, I understand getting it right and doing it thing, but like, you got, you got to move. You can't be talking about this for two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do think too, with breakfast especially, there was... Because there's burgers everywhere, whether they're beyond or not. Like a lot of places do have Mm -hmm. some kind of veggie burger or vegan burger. So I think like chicken and breakfast sandwiches are still up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even though in the States they've got Dunkin' and they've got Starbucks now, there's still kind of room, I think, for it to be competitive, but it's definitely closing in there. But there's lots of room here. So come on. Yeah. No. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. There's You said there's no, like, actual launch date yet, right? No. No, they're still being very elusive. Gosh, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, all that to say, I am still genuinely excited about it. I hope it's really good. I hope it goes really well. I do hope they make it some form of McDonald's-y type burger. Because I did have... I think we've talked about it before. I did have... they. I don't know if it was called the McPlant, but they had it in London, Ontario as like a test. Yeah, a it, was locations. The, it was the PLT, plant lettuce PLT, and tomato. Right. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did have that one and like it was fine. It wasn't anything special. But also, I do think like if McDonald's is going to come out with a vegan burger in the US, they got to make their fries vegan. Mm, oh, Cause, yeah. Because like, like for those of you that don't know, the fries in Canada are vegan. But the fries in the U.S. aren't because they add, like, beef seasoning or something to it or some form of something in it. But, like, so they're not even vegetarian in the States, the fries. So, like, I feel like if you're going to come out with a burger, you need to have the whole package. You need to make sure people have the fries with it, too, because the fries, again, are such a big part of what McDonald's is. 
yeah how can you not get fries with the burger it's just sad <laughs> well that's what, like i i know like again we don't have to deal with this because we're in canada and the fries are vegan in canada but i know that if they came out with a burger and the fries were still weren't vegan i would have trouble like why would i go there for just a burger that's not a meal <laughs> yeah i forgot about that they really do need to figure that out and maybe maybe they are gonna change it and we just haven't heard maybe that's why it's taking so long who knows because yeah. there's like a big aspect of their menu they had to change yeah, and hopefully with this whole McPlant, McPlan, <laughs> they are able, like, if they're going to put a whole, make it a whole thing, I hope that does mean they're going to focus on all of the details, like, including the mac sauce and the mayo and the cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, do it all the way if you're going to make a whole big thing about it. <laughs> yeah, actually do it right and, like, yeah. make it seem like you actually care about creating the same experience that you would for someone who eats meat as as opposed to someone who wants a vegan burger and not just be like, oh, we have to put Beyond Meat on the menu because vegans are starting to eat elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are kind of late to the game, if they don't do it above and beyond at this point, (laughs) above and beyond. Oh, dear. (laughs) They've got the beyond part. They just need to go above now. (laughs) Yeah. If they don't go above at this point... They're going to be like, oh, um, this menu item isn't actually doing that well. So I guess this whole vegan thing isn't really worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to another brand partnership. Actually, an acquisition. Because Veganay's brand, Follow Your Heart, or also Earth Island, mm-hmm. was acquired by Danon. Yeah, which... <laughs> To be honest, I didn't realize Danon, like, I knew Danon was probably a part of, like, a big powerhouse. I didn't know Danon was the powerhouse. (laughs) Right? And I also didn't realize that they had been acquiring other vegan companies, like, since 2016. Yeah, it's, Danon has taken over. (laughs) Yeah. Now, they didn't say uh, how much Danon acquired Follow Your Heart or Earth Island for, mm-hmm. but when they acquired in 2016, they acquired Silk, So yep. Delicious, Vega, and Alpro. Alpro? Which? Oh, Alpro, I think, is in the US, right? It's just in the US, and I think they have like a range of vegan products, I think. Okay. I so could when be they wrong about that, but. When they acquired all of those in 2016, that was a $12.5 billion deal. <laughs> Jeez. Right? I mean, like, it makes sense to an extent. Like, you think of Silk. You see Silk on every grocery store shelf. Like, there's not a grocery store that you go to where Silk isn't one of the dairy-free options, right? So I guess it makes sense. <laughs> but I actually did not realize that this whole time, like, 2016, that's, like, when we started Two Market Girls. So, like, That was, for, like, five years ago. Yeah. So, like, for all of my time being vegan silk has been owned by danon so silk has been this like bigger thing than i even realized because now i kind of feel like they have gone through this whole revamp yeah reawakening where they are even bigger in the market than they were before yeah i guess it goes to show that like i think like again i also didn't know danon owned silk at all until i realized until we started reading that danon bought follow your heart um but I think it goes to show that I guess they did a good job when they bought it of making it still feel like this like nice little vegan company that you want to support and not like this multi like conglomerate corporation that makes billions of dollars every year. 
Mm-hmm. Although now with their rebrand and just like way more products, now it kind of does seem like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm not mad about because they're good products. Mm-hmm. So good. I can't find them on the shelf a lot of the time. Oh. So. I feel like silk is one of those that's like a go-to for people starting out when they're trying vegan or they're trying non-dairy. Silk is like one of those go-tos. Mm-hmm. And also I think because they've gotten, I mean, everyone's gotten into the oat game now. So. <laughs> Freaking oats. <laughs> a spoiler alert for one of our 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 uh, topics later in the podcast, right? Oats. Yeah, we just have to get Catherine triggered about oats as much as possible. Which, like the later the later thing we're going to talk about, did. <laughs> uh, so the other interesting thing about um, Danone is like they do have even in their own Danone brand, they have actually made. Uh, some plant-based products Mm -hmm. over the years right they've done an almond milk based yogurt that I don't know if we've gotten here or not I don't know I've never I knew Danone had dairy-free things but I've never actually like I was I've never bought Danone growing up or anything so it's never been something that I'm like oh I'm gonna look for so I haven't noticed if it's in Canada or not yeah I, I remember hearing about it and thinking oh I should look for that and I don't see it with the other vegan yogurts or anything so I don't know if they're it's just not here yet or they're keeping yeah. it with the other yogurts i'm not really sure <laughs> they're keeping it might be with the other yogurts you never know what the strategy is <laughs> and then they also have in their yokos greek yogurt they mm-hmm. have a coconut milk version hmm. of that as well hmm. so i think that's probably why you know it's part of why earth island felt like this would be a good fit because Danone has have, kind of, yeah, yeah, they already have products. They also already have a very good plant-based portfolio, as yeah. they call it. <laughs> I will also, like, I've, I again, like, I understand why people get upset by sales like this. And I think it's valid to be upset. But I also will never be upset at somebody who decides to sell their company because they think their company can be bigger and better and reach more people with more money and resources. Like, I get that. It sucks that a lot of those resources come from non-vegan companies and companies that are not cruelty-free or care about the environment. But, like, unfortunately, that's just kind of how it is now. And until vegan companies can become bigger and more powerful... It's just like it, it's it sucks, but it's just kind of the way it has to go. Yeah. And to me, Earth Island has kind of always seemed like a really big player in the market. At least yeah. here. I just I always love thought Earth Island. Yeah. I just always thought like they seem like such a big deal and so widely available. I'm kind of surprised that they weren't already owned by a bigger company. Yeah. No, it's impressive what they've been able to do on their own. Mm-hmm. And I mean they have great stuff i don't buy their mayonnaise a lot but i do really really like their slices of cheese which mayonnaise do you buy mostly hellman's okay i alternate between the two so this is the thing i like uh the follow the follow your heart one better or earth Mm -hmm. it's earth island in canada right yeah yeah so i i buy the earth i like the earth island flavor one better but (laughs) we buy the hellman's one more frequently because i go through it not as quickly <laughs> oh really it's strategically i i can go through that earth island veganaise so quickly and it's not the cheapest thing mm-hmm. and like i go through it so quickly just because i like it so much <laughs> wow i don't actually know if i know the difference because i feel like i've had the hellman's one so much now 
that I I've, don't know what the other one tastes like. Yeah, I think I find the Hellman's one just to be a little richer and a little bit more indulgent, which I have no problem with. It's mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love mayonnaise. But like, I don't know. It's just I find the veganaise just to be a little bit lighter and I like that one better. So I eat it more often. <laughs> okay. Well, now yeah. I'm kind of curious, although it's more expensive. So maybe if I see it on sale. I kind of alternate between it. Like normally we get the we've been getting the Hellman's one more frequently now. But then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'll buy the follow your heart one or the Mm. earth island one now this is kind of like a spoiler for something else we're going to mention later in the episode but while we're talking about mayos like president's choice also has a vegan mayo have you tried that one no but i almost bought it at the grocery store this week if i hadn't already like just bought a hellman's mayo one i would have bought it (laughs) see i think i bought it one week because they didn't have any of the hellman's yeah and it's a weird it's kind of a a weird color from what i remember it's very yellow yeah which it wouldn't be a big deal but when i did buy it like we only keep one kind of mayo in the house for Mm -hmm. the vegan and the non-vegans and so the consensus was that the pc one the president's choice one it didn't quite live up to the other ones yeah Yeah. you could tell that it was a little bit different whereas with the hellman's one you can barely tell the difference yeah and to the point where like my parents also get the vegan Hellman's mayonnaise for themselves. Like this is the thing that I really like about products like this and why why I don't love it when vegans get so upset when non-vegan companies create vegan products. Like I understand, but I'm also like, but like my parents are now instead of having mayo, have vegan mayo. And like that might seem really small and insignificant, but to me that's a big step. And like, to me, that's like an important thing to see is regular people opting for the vegan option because it's there, because it's available and it tastes just like the other thing. And it's no more expensive than the other one. Yeah. Change happens one product at a time. Yeah. And it's the (laughs) same thing with like my parents now buy the vegan base cell as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's why I like to see products like this come out. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be it should be very interesting to see which changes we see from Earth Island and Follow Your Heart now that they have been acquired. I mean, it will probably take a little bit of time before yeah. we see those changes. But I, I mean, they have already been rebranded. Have you seen their new branding? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> for Follow Your Heart, right? Have they done anything with Earth I, Island? Or? Yeah, I don't think there's anything in Canada that's been changed. But I think in the US, all their branding's been updated. Yeah. No, it's like the blue and it's got like the heart. Yeah, it's right? really nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it too. I think it just looks a little bit more modern now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, speaking of non-vegan companies making vegan products. And making them at a rapid rate. We're going to talk about a vegan Kit Kat. Oh, whoops. Not the one I thought we were talking about. What did you think? We're, oh, we're talking about PC? Yeah. And we're going to talk about Kit Kats first, and okay, then Kit-Kats. we will get into... I completely forgot this was on the list, so... Oh, how could you forget this? I know. It's one of the best chocolate bars out there. So Kit Kat. Yes. Yeah. They're launching a vegan Kit Kat. This is sometime, like, later this year in several countries across the globe. All so of vague. these vague words. <laughs> but it's, they do it so that if they run into issues, they, do, they don't have to take back a promise, right? So... Mm-hmm. It says it's going to debut through the Kit Kat Chocolatory. Is that how you say that word? Chocolatory? Chocolatory? Like a factory? I guess. With chocolate? Yeah. And then (laughs) selected retailers to test the opportunity for wider rollout. Now, because this, their whole like 
confectionery test <laughs> because all of their research and development happens in the uk i feel like all the tests are gonna happen like yeah. the, the uk is gonna get the product first wow i wish i lived in the uk they right? get so many things and i really am hoping that what we get is a vegan Kit Kat and not a dark chocolate Kit Kat. Yes. I will say, like, I'm all for dark chocolate Kit Kat. I think that could be delicious, but that should not be the vegan Kit Kat option. Like, it should be vegan, yes, but it should be a dark chocolate Kit Kat and there should be a vegan milk chocolate Kit Kat because that's what a Kit Kat is. Exactly. Now, they've said, Kit Kat has said that one of the biggest requests they have gotten lately is for a vegan Kit Kat. So they wanted to be able to develop the product that was closest to the original. So they said that we used our expertise in ingredients together with taste and learn approach to create a delicious alternative to our original chocolate Kit Kat. So to yeah. me, it's is that saying it's going to be similar to the original? I would interpret that as it's going to be just a copy of the original, just vegan. As close that's, as they can get it, right? Yeah, that is what my, that's what I think of that as. And if they're as closest to the original is dark chocolate, they are not very good at what they do. Because <laughs> I feel like there's probably bloggers who have made Kit Kats that are probably very similar. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like other chocolate brands haven't developed a non-dairy milk chocolate by now. Like That's like really good. Like yeah, there's has, a lot of really good vegan milk chocolate out there. And hasn't like Cadbury been talking about developing it and Hershey has talked about developing mm-hmm. it. Like you kind of got to do it now. Yeah. And like doing it to one of the big chocolate bars is so like I'm so excited about it. I miss Kit Kats. Like yeah, there's like I didn't eat tons of chocolate bars, like but there's like a handful of them that I'm like if I had these I mean, it would suck because I'd be eating chocolate bars all the time again. But like Kit Kat, I love Arrow. I Most people I feel like think that's a weird one because it's straight up just chocolate. But I love Arrow bars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the Arrow Dark is accidentally vegan. Don't quote me on that. I think I think that's correct. But again, Research. read ingredients. I got to look that up. Um, and then an O. Henry bar. Those are the three bars um, that I want. Although there is... Like, there are some vegan chocolate bars that are kind of close, at least to, like, an O'Henry, I feel like. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think there's good options out there. I just need them more widely available. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think that there's, like, one that's similar to a Kit Kat yet. No, there is not. So that's why this is, this seems like a bigger deal because we haven't seen, like, a Kit Kat or a Coffee Crisp. I am here for those kinds. Mm -hmm. And even just, like, the distribution that Nestle has, even just, like, in schools in halloween candy and that kind of stuff where it makes it easier even just for people with dairy allergies like i think that's such an exciting thing Mm -hmm. now i mean we probably shouldn't talk about nestle releasing a new product without talking about nestle and you know people being hesitant to support them at all because they're shit yeah they're not a great company and no, they're some a terrible people, company yeah and some people also just don't want to support these kinds of products like if it has a lot of palm oil in it or something like that there was a lot of controversy from vegans when this was announced being like i don't want to support this and i get it it's completely fair but i'm also i'm still very excited for it and i, I don't know is that okay no this to- is the thing like i feel like I understand why no one would like why people would not support this. You know, Nestle's a terrible company, probably one of the worst out there. <laughs> They're horrible. 
Um, so I understand why people wouldn't want to, but I think it's also fair to understand excitement for a product like this because there are a lot of people that do buy Nestle products and there are a lot of people that will still buy Nestle products. So if there's a way for them to, and like, again, this could be viewed as a bad thing, but I think a little change, not on Nestle's part. I don't think Nestle's doing this because they're like trying to be better people. Nestle's obviously just doing this for profit. But I think somebody buying a vegan Kit Kat over a non-vegan Kit Kat is still a change to the positive for that individual. Mm-hmm. And like we said, change happens one product at a time sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this will help. In the long run, this might help. Yeah, and I think, like, like to the point where I was talking about, like, my parents now have the vegan mayo all the time and vegan butter. And I think it's those products that are so familiar to people that make people more willing to try other things and more mm-hmm. willing to, like, test out a different thing that's maybe not from a terrible company like Nestle <laughs> and from, like, a more ethical, more sustainable company. Yeah, which also, because they are such a big company and... You might not want to support them if you can help it. That kind of makes my expectations even higher. Like, if this isn't spot on, I'm not going to buy from you. No, I know. Because this is the thing. Like, Nestle has all the resources anyone could ever need in order to make the best dairy-free chocolate. It's Nestle. If Nestle's not able to do it, then Nestle didn't try hard enough. <laughs> because like th- like we said, like so- there's been a lot of really good dairy-free chocolates out there. And like there's so many bloggers that make really good versions of it. So like I feel like if Nestle doesn't do it well, then they ain't getting the support from the vegans that will buy it from them. Even if it's just once a year. Yeah, so I hope you heard this, Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, Nestle, if you are listening, stop being so shitty. <laughs> Care about people. Yeah, really. All right. Do you want to now move on to the company that is rapidly producing and releasing new vegan products all the time yeah. without even telling anyone? They just show so, up? Yeah. They're just like, they're just like, yeah, we'll just pop it on the shelf. See if anyone notices. Seriously. So this is a Canadian brand, President's Choice. And lately they have just been releasing so many new plant-based products to the point where i'm shopping through looking for some beyond meat a couple weeks ago and what do i have here some president's choice sausages instead like out of nowhere yeah i think i think the thing we find so jarring about this is when they launched their plant-based line it was like a line of like six or seven items it was a pretty big announcement so i was like oh that's cool and like i feel like everyone was like oh let's fingers crossed this goes well like they were almost fearful that it was going to be taken away at some point. Um, because I do think, ever, like, when they got out the kinks, some things went away or some things were not available in certain stores anymore, whatever it is. So, and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know when it started. There was, like, a big break between it. But I think all of a sudden, they started just rolling out new thing after new thing without telling anybody. Mm-hmm. None of this gets announced. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when that like new wave the recent wave of new products started it was you saw the cheese slices showing up you saw the dips were kind of like earlier yeah and then mozzarella sticks that was a huge one yeah oh my god mozzarella sticks then they started so the the mayo they have cream cheese they have um what else did i see they have cheetos Mm -hmm. like cheese puffs they have um salad dressing i think i saw from somebody 
Yeah, but like $13 for a <laughs> yeah. bottle, right? I, I will say, I hope, like, again, I go to No Frills, which is like the cheapest tier on the President's Choice grocery store lineup, on the Loblaws lineup. Um, so a lot of these products aren't actually available, at least at the No Frills that I go to. So I don't know if maybe they're available at some No Frills and they're cheaper than $13, but like $13 is expensive. Cannot do, cannot do, because isn't the Earth? Aren't the Earth Island dressings moderately cheaper than that? They're still kind of expensive, but they're at least cheaper. I, I think I get Earth Island ones for like six bucks. Yeah, and they're good. They're really good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Unless this is like double the amount of salad dressing, like like unless it's like a huge bottle, I don't know why it's thirteen dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever walked down the salad dressing aisle and noticed anything for $13. No, it's like right up there with like very fancy cheeses. That's the only time yeah. I'm dishing out that kind of money. Yeah. A nice cashew cheese is the only time $13 is worth it. Yeah. And so at this point, I feel like the only vegan product that we haven't seen PC roll out is just tofu. <laughs> Okay, so they do have President's Choice tofu. I've seen it. Oh, but the they blue don't menu. Have, yeah, they don't yeah, have the yeah. plant-based line tofu. They just have blue menu because they have a couple different product lines. Yeah. Which, which, like, the blue menu is, like, one of their more expensive ones. I mean, not that plant-based is cheap, but, like, bring it to the plant-based line. Yeah, which now that we talk about the plant-based line versus their other lines, they've also, like, the plant-based chocolate chips they released. <laughs> that one yeah. to me, like, I get it, but it's also just so entertaining to see you'll see the bag of the plant-based chocolate chip chocolate chips and then right beside them you'll see their other just president's choice decadent chocolate chips yeah in the dark flavor not like the milk flavor Yeah, yeah and you can pick up both bags and they have all these same ingredients they are the same price they are the same size and the only difference is obviously the packaging but also the may contain message has been taken off so it just means they're made in a facility that doesn't hmm. have the chance of cross-contamination. That's the Got only it. difference I have noticed. Got it. Um, yeah. No, this is what I uh, this is what I think they're doing because they're rolling out things so quickly that I'm like, they must be just like, let's what already in our product line is accidentally vegan that we can just label in our <laughs> plant-based line. Like, tell us all the things that happen to be vegan by accident. We'll put them into the plant-based line. Pretend like we're doing tons. Yeah. Like, not that... <laughs> I don't think they had any salad dressings like that. So that's obviously a new thing. And there's been a lot of new things. But I'm like, like the chocolate chips feels like one of those. You're like, hey, this is already vegan. Uh, so we could just slap a new label on it and call it vegan. And like, I don't know what, like, I don't, again, as long as it doesn't cost more, I don't care what they do. Do whatever you want. They're the same price. Sure. But like, why not just add a vegan label to your other one? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. I was so confused when I saw that. <laughs> Um, the other product that I, I know we read about on their site, but I have yet to see, is their beefless, chickenless broths that they're supposed oh, to have. I saw them at No Frills. I have you not did? picked them up, but I saw them at No Frills. They're in the regular broth section, yeah. like soups and broths and stuff. Okay. I keep checking and I keep not seeing it because that's another thing that I'm kind of excited about because that's hard to find. Yeah. No, they th- that is a very exciting thing. And I don't, again, I haven't tried them yet, but I hope they taste good. So that actually kind of leads in, like, we've tried quite a few of their products so far. Have mm-hmm. you tried any that you will not try again? Um, I didn't really like their chicken. Okay. 
I prefer Gardein and the other option. So I, I tried the like, I think they have like chicken scallopine or something like that or whatever their like chicken breast things are. Mm-hmm. I tried those, didn't like them. They used to have a vegan chicken breast before they did their plant-based line. They used to have vegan chicken and that was the best. And I don't know why they got rid of that. I was mm-hmm. so sad when that one went away. Um, and then the one they brought back, I don't like. So I wouldn't get that again. Again, I ha- like I've tried a bunch, but I also don't buy a bunch of theirs regularly yeah same it's only if you need something specific right yeah i think the chicken is the only thing that i definitely wouldn't buy again i don't even consider buying it again i just opt for gardein or yves or something like that yeah i was gonna say i think i've tried the burgers that they have Mm -hmm. not a fan like i really wonder i wonder who makes them yeah i really wanted to like them because cheaper than beyond but looked like it would be the same promising texture and stuff like that yeah but from what i remember it was a while ago it's just like a weird after flavor to them like aftertaste that i just couldn't get into yeah i i will say their caramelized onion tofu dip is the best thing it is so good except it's four dollars so i never buy it because i'm like this is tofu tofu is so cheap yeah. to make <laughs> Like, I get the cashew ones being expensive, but the tofu one should be cheaper. Yeah, right? I was like, even if it was just $3, I would buy this more regularly. Please give me this cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like that dip. Um, and I also, I do buy the mozzarella sticks. I do enjoy them. Like, I don't think they're perfect. I think they could be improved upon. But, like, I will take the option if there's nothing else. <laughs> they still hit the spot. And it's you don't find mozzarella sticks that widely available anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was a very good product. Yeah. And I mean, I did try the chocolate chips. They were fine. Chocolate chips. I like this is the thing. Chocolate chips aren't something that normally needs veganizing because a Mm -hmm. lot of chocolate chips are already accidentally vegan. So to me, that was like, sure. okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I like that they have a cream cheese and I really want it's a good price. It's a good size. It's available, but it is made with coconut and you can taste the coconut. And I just really wish that you couldn't. Have you tried their yogurt? Yes. Actually, I do like their yogurt. Although I know that I, I'm i more forgiving with yogurts because I also buy like the vanilla flavor. So it's sweeter and all that stuff. So yeah. I have, I like them. Um, I have, I'm pretty sure I've also tried their ice creams and I liked them. Oh, yeah. But again, I don't buy ice cream that regularly, which is the only reason I don't have it. And like, again, I really do like Ben and Jerry's. So it's hard to pass up Ben and Jerry's even though it's expensive. Um, but I do like their ice creams and you've tried their mochi before. Yeah. Also tasty. Yeah. So like they have like those are actually one of the initial things they launched with was like the mochi and the ice cream, mm-hmm. which is such a random thing to launch with. But like it's stuck around. So so much of this has seemed very random. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really hoping for some more appetizers. Um, like I would love a like, mi- you know, those like boxes of like mixed apps Mm -hmm. you get there were like quiches and like all those like little random things i want that that's what i want (laughs) yeah 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 i feel like they're they're almost teasing that because where they keep the mozzarella stick you'll also see they have like the cauliflower wings but i don't even know Mm -hmm. if the cauliflower wings are vegan or not i don't think they are yeah like they have some of those types of items that are maybe only vegetarian so Mm -hmm. it's just like come on we're almost there we're almost there just what one more step you're fine yeah yeah um but i did like i liked the like cheesies they were pretty good cheesies cheetos they're like cheese puff things they're made of corn which i don't know if that's what cheese cheesies are normally made of <laughs> but they're pretty good i liked them um would buy again they weren't too expensive so 
And I tried the breakfast sausages, which Mm -hmm. I liked them. And my non-vegan family members also liked them. Oh, my God, Devin, we're forgetting the most important thing. Wait, what? Oh, the cookies? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing we were the most excited about when they got launched. It's still the thing that I think is their best product. Oh, they are. They're great. It's so good. So it's just like a package of frozen cookie dough rounds that you can just put out on a baking sheet and have cookies in 12 minutes. (laughs) They're delicious. No, it is. They are absolutely delicious. They also have cheesecakes that are pretty good. They're not my favorite, but they're in a pinch. They're a pretty good cheesecake. I don't Um, think I've tried them yet. They have a plain one. They have a chocolate one. mm -hmm. Is there another one? No, they have like an apple crumble or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff, and they keep releasing more, it seems. It doesn't seem like they're slowing down. Like, And I think we're missing a bunch of things, too. Like, I know they have, like, a vegan ground meat. They oh, have yeah. vegan sausages. They have yeah. vegan burgers. They have so many things. Um, I'm just excited for what I'm going to see somebody post on Instagram next. <laughs> yeah, I really want to try the sausages, because when I bought the breakfast sausages, they also had, like, the full-size Italian sausages, mm-hmm. and they look so much like the Beyond ones that I would just, I, I want to know how close. <laughs> were they expensive? I think they were probably around the same as the Beyond ones, so. But yeah, cheap. so it's been really exciting. We plan to do some sort of taste test soon, because I feel like we can't not, because they just keep releasing things so we'll do some taste tests soon we'll buy a bunch of the products to try but yeah we just i just felt like adding this one to the podcast because like for any canadians out there be on the lookout if you go to a loblaws a superstore uh no frills uh fortinos what else is in the pc world i guess shoppers drug mart to an extent yeah i don't know who else I, I might be forgetting a grocery store, but like if you go to anything that has President's Choice products, be on the lookout for some new vegan products. And if you see one, send them our way, like send yeah. a photo so we know what to look for. Yeah. And just keep in mind that they are sometimes just tucked in amongst the non-vegan things like the cream cheeses <laughs> and the sausages are. So yeah, you never know. But I have just be- made it a habit to look for a green label, like yeah. a leafy green label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that they're being consistent with that label, though, because it does make it easier to spot them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to end the news segment by talking about Oatly? I just, I, I really just don't know what they did. Why? Like, why? Well, I, I mean, I, I feel like that was the point. But, but like, I don't think they did. Okay. So I was talking to, I've talked to a bunch of people about this. For context, we're talking about Oatly's Super Bowl ad. Uh, so they ran an ad in the, at the Super Bowl um, where it was the owner, right? It was the, the CEO. Founder? Yeah. Okay. The CEO of Oatly singing a song about Oatly. Yeah. He's just sitting. It's just one shot of him sitting in a field with yeah, a keyboard. I assume, I assume an oat field. I would hope so. <laughs> and I, most of the lyrics of the song are just, wow, wow, no cow. Yeah, and it's like milk, but for humans. Yeah. That's pretty much the extent of the song. (laughs) And like, I, okay, this is the thing. I understand what they were going for. I was talking to a friend of mine and she liked the commercial. 
And she's like, she's like, but like people are talking about it. And I was like, I understand people are talking about it. And that's one of the things you want from a commercial like this. But you want people to talk about it, but then also learn about your product at the same time and know more or be intrigued by something. And I don't think that came through in that commercial at all. I think from like you got people to talk about your brand, but nobody knows if there's a benefit to oat milk. Nobody knows like what like by buying oat milk, nobody knows that like you're saving cows lives or, you know, it has X, Y and Z vitamins in it or, you know, we're saving the environment by doing this. Like, I feel like they could have done the same concept, but added some educational element to it where that people are sharing something that is funny and weird and quirky, but also you're learning something about oat milk from it. Yeah. So they did like the typical Super Bowl thing where you just try to get attention, get trending right Mm -hmm. out of it. But they didn't you're right they didn't take advantage of that moment and that audience as best they could which i mean oatly has been making some interesting choices recently anyways (laughs) so maybe we're not surprised but the other weird thing that i didn't realize until now is that even before running the ad they were offering t-shirts on their website that said i hate the oatly ad oh my goodness and those shirts sold out in five minutes i just i I don't know why. Okay. So I was actually, I was at this like ad seminar seminar thing that like they do a study on ads and the effectiveness of ads at pulling people's emotion and like making sales and all that kind of stuff. And they give them a score and they ranked all of the Super Bowl ads and Oatly was last. Like wow. Oatly had the worst ad at the Super Bowl according to effectiveness of the ad Like, yes, this is the thing. I think people see people talking about Oatly and they're like, it worked. It worked. But I was like, but if that doesn't convert to people going to Oatly's website and actually looking into the product or trying it or whatever, then it didn't work. It just got you people saying the word Oatly, but nobody knows what it is. Yeah. I mean, they did. They posted. So I guess people looked it up maybe to try and confirm that it was actually the CEO Mm -hmm. because as soon as they went to the site Oatly right away had a message yeah that was really our CEO singing on the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and then it said maybe interrupting the second quarter so the world could experience Tony's musical stylings about how oat milk is like milk but made for humans wasn't the most Super Bowl-ish idea ever but on the other hand, our attempt to promote Tony's singing skills to a wider audience actually got you to visit an oat milk company website on the big day. Total success. Was it? I guess. I don't see this. Okay. This is also my thing about that lyric where they say it's like milk, but for humans. You're singing this to a bunch of people that think dairy milk is for humans. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't think there's anything wrong with drinking dairy milk. They already think that's normal. So like, I don't know how singing... It's like oat, but for it's like milk, but for humans, makes them think any differently. Yeah, you're right. They're kind of forgetting the mindset isn't even clicked in. Like, I think for us and for other people who are like maybe thinking mm-hmm. non vegan or vegan thoughts, uh, we have it in our head that, yeah, you're not supposed to drink milk, but some people still do. But there's a lot of people out there who are still like, no, we're supposed to be drinking this. Yeah, they're like, no, this is completely normal. This is what humans drink. Humans drink cow milk. So I think I think they forget about that aspect is that especially with the Super Bowl ad is I figured the point of the Super Bowl ad was to reach a bunch of people who don't normally eat vegan or don't know what vegan is or don't know what non-dairy is or whatever it is. And like, I don't think that ad was it. Me neither. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna it made a difference. 
Yeah, like I think they could have they could have done that silly, ridiculous song, but made the lyrics actually educational to the point of like talking about what oat milk is, talking about how it saves how many liters of water or acres of land or whatever it is. Like, I think you can do that type of ad and still do it in a way where people are understanding the benefits of your product. Mm -hmm. And I just I think it was just a big waste of money for them. Yeah. And like what it says how much it was how much they spent oh my on like it. super bowl ad placements alone let like forgetting the cost to making an ad just getting your ad placed on the super bowl time slot is so expensive yeah their ad spot for 30 seconds was 5.5 million dollars yeah i remember seeing a tweet and this was like i felt like this tweet summed up everything for me is that it felt like oatly had just enough money to buy the super bowl ad spot but not enough money left over to make a good ad for it that was my first thought when I saw it, too. That's exactly what it looks like. And even if it was on purpose, it still looks like you couldn't afford it. Yeah. Like, I honestly think, like, of course there is power to the Super Bowl. But I think if it come, if you're putting out an ad that doesn't actually do anything for you, that is a big waste of five and a half million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Considering they just got investment money from a company that you don't really want to get investment money from. Yeah. And also for those wondering, uh, the most effective ad at the Super Bowl was a Huggies commercial because it pulled on people's emotions because babies, which like, and then I think one of the other most effective ones was the Eminem ad with Dan Levy. Okay. Um, So like you can, once you start seeing what, like even just saying this was the most effective ad, you understand why and you understand why Oatly wasn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I... I, I saw that ad, was really disappointed in Oatly, was really disappointed that you're charging $8 for a carton of oat milk and this is where the money's going. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that is the perfect summary. Your oat milk still is so overpriced and this is what you do with the money. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No. It, I, I will say I've been disappointed. Like, again, everyone knows I do not like oat milk. But I think the biggest... It's not that I... I I'm fine with not liking the taste of oat milk. I'm, no, I'm not supposed to like everything that i taste i hate that it's eight dollars for oats that cost pennies to buy at the bulk food store (laughs) totally justified it should not be that expensive and then they go and do this with five and a half million dollars of it so (laughs) plus however much it costs to make the ad yeah yeah it's disappointing well on that note this has been a very fun news (laughs) segment yeah it was fun we covered a lot we covered a lot some good stuff some exciting Mm -hmm. stuff to look forward to which is nice to be able to say yes yes (laughs) (laughs) only get better at your ad work yeah like that could have just been a youtube video you put out you didn't need to do that at the super bowl would have saved you six million dollars uh that could have just been a tiktok yeah really 100 percent could have been a tiktok yeah All right, that's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the oat milk crumbles. (laughs) Your oat milk should not crumble. (laughs) If your oat milk is crumbling, it is bad. (laughs) Just like the commercial. All right. Well, there we did it. We we checked off our new segment. Yes. We did one. <laughs> and if other people, if listeners have other news stories that they hear about that they want to send along to us, please do. Like, we are always searching and sending each other news articles. They just haven't been as frequent lately. 
Yeah, I mean, we've also just haven't been as excited about some things. We're like, okay, cool. Not everything needs to be talked about. Exactly, exactly. And, and you- Or they haven't been controversial enough or something. <laughs> like something that we feel like we needed to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you ever do want to send us some news stories, please do. You can send them on social. We are at Two Market Girls. Or you can email us at twomarketgirls at gmail.com. And if you want to check out any of our recipes, also at twomarketgirls.com or on YouTube market girls everywhere where it's at world domination make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes never know what you're gonna get that's not <laughs> a good promise but it'll be fun it'll be probably you... food related probably food related i'm sure we won't mention timmy's in every podcast episode no we're past that, that that's the thing of 2019 i think <laughs> that's 2019 what about 2020? Oh, did we not talk about them much in 2020? Well, 2020, in my mind, was only like two months long. And then it was... <laughs> it was all fake. It was yeah, all just it is, pandemic. It, it's already March 2020 again. <laughs> yeah, I can't even deal with that. Okay. Okay, bye! <laughs>